0: So welcome or uh, welcome back to the AOE podcast Um, Again, name is Mike I did see that the podcast has people listening to it, which is awesome Welcome, appreciate it Um, Like I said before, best way to get in touch with me is via like Xbox, Xbox Live um, Kingdom of God, K-A-N-E-D-O-M Space of space God and, um, just shoot me a message there. Like I said, check it every day. Um, you know, let me know if you like the show, kind of like the topics, the format, if you have suggestions, if you have stuff that you'd love to see covered, let me know. I'll certainly take that in consideration and, uh, do my best to get all that done. Um, so, appreciate it, and, uh, and we'll get rolling. Alright, so, uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition dropped um, six days ago. I was able to play it at 9am Wednesday morning here. Um, today is Tuesday morning of the following week. And so, obviously, I've been spending... Um, Pretty much any time I was going to devote, excuse me, to gaming on that system right now. Um, You know, the game, like I said, was definitely my favorite when it came out. Um, We'll see. The first thing that jumped out to me was, I don't remember this from the original game, but the... The map is got like curvature. I guess they're trying to show the curvature of the earth. Um, that was making me seasick. As I've played, you know, after I'd played probably one scenario, uh, it kind of stopped. And like, I, I think that's still doing it, but it's not affecting me as much. I'm getting used to sort of the frame. I don't love it. I wish they would just stick with kind of the flat uh, map that we see with Age of Empires 1 and 2. That that curvature in the the map, the, like the mini-map is round. It's a round map that you're on, I guess because the Earth is round. But you're looking at a segment of it, so flat was fine. A um, little bit of Mercator distortion. But uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I don't like it. I wish they had changed it, to be totally honest. If there's a way to change that that you guys know, let me know. Um, Because I prefer the square map 100%. Also, uh, like I said before, I'm not a gamer. Just playing on like an old Lenovo laptop. I am unable to actually have the graphics all the way up. So the game looks to me pretty much like the original. (laughs) Um, I also feel really zoomed out. I feel like I can see, maybe this has to do with the graphics, but I feel like I can see more on the second one. can't see the same detail that I can in the first and second, and I'm assuming, obviously, a large part of that has to do with um, the graphics settings I'm at, but um, I, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of an interesting conversation that was going on. Um, Around the time the third one came out with video games. And I can't remember... If... um I might have actually learned about this in college. Basically, like... As the games were... Developing at that point, they started... More or less just creating... All the objects... Out of... A bunch of different... Um, hexagons. And like, they were using, I don't know if it was Watson at the time, but, like, a Watson predecessor, and according to the computer, what they were creating looked more lifelike than, um, some of, like, the hand-drawn stuff that they were able to animate, and, You know, the computer rated that as closer to reality, looking closer to reality. But when they were showing it to people, they were actually rating it um, as less realistic looking. And I feel like the game kind of is maybe... It fits the time period of that discussion. And um, I'm assuming it's kind of one of those games because it's the first one that it is more the... the polygonal or whatever, um, people, and, <laughs> I don't know, I remember it looking a lot better, and like I said, I have my graphics turned down a bit, but if I turn down the graphics on the other games, they don't, don't look this bad, um, now, on the flip side, I think the landscapes look better in this game, they definitely look more realistic, and, like, the, um, they vastly improve the way the water looked for Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Um, And then the water in this game is pretty cool. And like the shadows and stuff. I uh, Like I said, I had to turn some of that down on my computer to get it to run. But no, I was able to look at it a little bit. Um, But just it's the people that really just look very, very awkward. Um, And like I said, I don't know if it's just because I'm zoomed out. I feel like I can't see like the tomahawks or the arrows flying, not that I expect to be able to see a bullet, but as well as I can the other games, especially in two. I mean, two, you can see the cluster of arrows coming out of the castle and, and hitting their target. Really haven't seen that. Um, the artillery shells, like the, the cannons, their shells, I can see it looks pretty cool. Uh, also, I know that they. Really pumped up sort of the building destruction. The way it crumbled and the smoke and everything. I've actually found that kind of annoying. In that a lot of times I can't (laughs) see the units. um, That I'm now fighting that have come out of the building. So maybe a little too much that dust cloud hanging in the air. I don't know if that's supposed to give an effect of realism. I wouldn't be able to see those people if I was on the ground. But um Oh, I actually found it more annoying than impressive. The other thing that just crushed me. Um, the caravel ships and the um, galleon ships look great. They look really realistic. And then... Um, oh, the One of the missions that I'll talk about... Um, there's a man of war. And it looked like a four-year-old drew it it just looked like a cartoon and the like i said the other ships look great look really realistic and then this just kind of looks like you know a bathtub toy floating around um i don't know why that happened it looked looks out of proportion the the guns on it were way too big um i don't remember if i felt that way with the original Age of Empires 3, But definitely with the definitive edition. And it's a shame. Because like I said. The other ships look really good. I feel like the canoes are about the right size. Um, or you know. Within an acceptable range. And then. This man of war just comes. Floating along. Out of a. Uh, you know. Peter Pan cartoon coloring book. And really kind of ruins the look of everything else. So. Um, if that doesn't continue, I'll certainly update. But as of now, as great as all the naval and water stuff looks, um, just absolutely horrible with the with the Man of War. Okay, so that brings us to the um, campaigns. And like I said before, uh, I've just always felt that these campaigns were a bit of a letdown. They're not following like actual historical characters, you're doing things like fighting to destroy the fountain of youth because you don't want, you know, people to have eternal life or whatever, just, I feel kind of outside what people are looking for when they play Age of Empires, so you do the scenario, it's called like... Blood, Ice, and Steel. And the first part, the blood part, is your protagonist is a guy named Morgan Black, who is a a fictitious character. He's totally made up. Um, I did kind of look it up. I believe this scenario is supposed to take place in the 1500s. Um... And so there was a family in Scotland using that surname. They had been known as Lamont prior to that. Um, And so the reason that I think um, the scenario is supposed to take place in sort of the mid-1500s is that Morgan Black is a member of the Knights of St. John. Now, this is where the game just, just, it irks me. The Knights of St. John are a real thing. They actually still exist. um, Or Knights Hospitaller, I guess is how you say it. They were founded in 1099, kind of like the Knights of the Templar. Um, And they were a religious group, Catholic, And their job was to protect the Holy Land and, um, you know, Catholics are at that point. That was pretty much all Christians in the Holy Land. Uh, A lot of rich Christians would pay to go on, you know, a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and to Jerusalem and stuff like that. So the group was founded in Jerusalem in 1099. And like I said, they actually still exist, but now it's a lot more... um, you know, obviously Hospitaller. They try to work for the sick and they're not, you know, a military group anymore. As a military group, they pretty much ended in 1798 when Napoleon took over Malta. And Malta is actually the site of the first um, scenario where you are you are stationed on Malta and you're being attacked by um, Ottoman Turks. So this really happened. The Knights of St. John were awarded Malta in 1530 from Pope Clement VII and Charles V of Spain. And in 1565, um, the emperor or the sultan, Suleiman, sent about 40,000 troops. and on Malta there was only um, a little under 10,000 knights and uh, other soldiers, probably less than a1,000 knights. And they ended up holding off this attack. And I guess only 15, the estimates are only 15,000. Ottomans made it um, off of Malta, and there was about a thousand defenders left. At the end of the assault. And uh, actually the the Grand Master. Or the leader of St. John's Knights. During the attack. Was uh, this guy. Valletta. And I guess the capital of Malta today. Is still called Valletta. Uh, In honor of him it was. You know rebuilt. It was pretty damaged. With that much of a battle on it. So that kind of appears to be the first Scenario campaign that you're in, and that's why, um, you know, I'm saying that the time period is right around 1565. Is that your your first job is to defend Malta, and so you know I had heard of Malta, um, actually didn't know where it was. It's just south of Sicily, so it's in the Mediterranean, kind of a strategic spot. The headquarters of the Knights of Saint John had moved around a bunch. Um, you know, starting, starting in Jerusalem, which obviously they were kicked out by the, um, Muslim forces at one point. And then they had moved all around until, um, they, you know, they were on the Isle of Malta for a decent amount of time, a couple hundred years. Um, and that was really the end of their, uh, their sort of military um, existence and they became more just humanitarian. So then the scenario jumps to the Caribbean and it seems like it jumps pretty quick. Um, However, like that and that's where it kind of loses the historical piece. The Knights of St. John actually did at one point They actually did have control of four Caribbean islands um, that in the 1660s, they ceded over to French control. So I kind of tried to figure out which four it was. Um, I couldn't find the exact four online. And most of the stuff is just a basic internet search, a lot of Wikipedia. Um, So, you know, Granada kind of made sense. With its timeline... um, But I couldn't necessarily nail it down... I don't know if Cuba is one of them... Cuba is kind of... Where a lot of this takes place... Before Florida... But it's at least... It's at least... Historically accurate that the Knights of St. John... Were in the Caribbean... um, Right around this time... And so to me that's all really interesting... Like that's part of what I enjoy... About Age of Empires... Um, you know, I didn't know any of that stuff was real. And then, like I said, I play on lower difficulties. I typically don't even bother with the hotkeys. I'm just point and click with my mouse. Um, <laughs> actually, as I did these scenarios, I drank a ton of delicious craft beer. So I need my left hand free for that. So I can't hotkey and get really good. Um, which by the way, if you're on the East coast, highly recommend, um, Tired Hands near Philly and Evil Twin Brewing in upstate New York had uh, a couple IPAs and a couple actually of the milkshake beers, which can be really hit or miss, but all the ones I had were delicious. Um, so they go great with Age of Empires, tell you that for sure. Next thing I want to get into is the other characters um, in the blood grouping of the story mode campaigns. So the leader or grandmaster of the Knights of St. John um, is this guy, Elaine. um, Like Magnin, I think is his last name. So I (laughs) looked him up. It's actually a very common name. There's a ton of them on Facebook. However, none of them are the guy in the story. Um, He doesn't appear to have ever been Grandmaster of Knights of St. John or existed. And Sahin is just kind of a fake person. Um, He's called Sahin the Falcon, which is just... It's it's weird. It feels like a kid writing the script. Um, The... We've all heard of the Maltese Falcon, that had something to do with the the payment the Knights of St John had to make to the Pope um, to have residence on Malta. <laughs> so it's just, you know, he's in the Falcon, and then the Falcon, but he's attacking Malta and loses, um, and then he kind of ends up being an ally with Morgan in the not kind of he is an ally with Morgan. In the new world And then later um, You know if you have played them all uh, Amelia Black Has the Falcon Railroad So it's just I mean it's like You know They could have named him anything but Falcon and it honestly would have been Better Um, So that's I don't know that stuff always Bothers me like it was Great to learn about the Knights of St. John and Malta And this assault by the Ottomans And how that was kind of a turning point For Europe and and how they felt about the Ottoman Empire and that it could be defeated. And then they just make up this stuff and kind of it's a weird story and then you're blowing up the Fountain of Youth. Um, You know, the historical part, looking it up was great, but because so much around it was made up, I never even thought to look it up before I started doing this podcast. And in the other games, you know, if I'm going through the campaigns, I believe most of what I'm seeing is true. And when I've looked it up, it always has been. So that's kind of cool. I don't know why they got away from that with the third game. Um, you know, maybe that's why we haven't gotten Age of Empires 4 yet. Because of that stuff. Um, but just, to me, it's it's really a letdown. And, and I, um, you know, I don't. I don't like that that's how they did it. So I am going to go through the campaigns and then get into the historical battles. I feel like that'll be more of what I you know want out of the Age of Empires experience. Um so I'm trying to burn through these campaigns as fast as I can just to get through that. So next I'll kind of go through um the Actual levels of the blood campaign. So you're Morgan Black, Knights of St. John, on Malta. And in the first scenario, you need to defend Malta from the invading Ottomans led by Sahin the Falcon. And basically, um, you have to drive back the, the Ottomans from, from the beginning. Um, they keep throwing janissaries at you. You go up, you light a signal fire... And then that will allow Elaine and his cavalry to come and, um, defeat the, the cannons that the Ottomans are bringing. So, like I said, I don't want to talk a, a ton of strategy, um, but I assume everyone's played the game, so I don't feel like I'm ruining it with spoilers. Um, if that's something that you guys don't want, then, you know, just let me know, but basically in this level as your your villagers go up to light the fire they send or the ottomans send some troops around to to kill your villagers so you've got to have some military kind of near them um i believe there was a barracks toward the back of your base i was able to just quick create uh i think some pikemen and some crossbowmen and get up there and and defeat the ottomans there um and then they show up with some cannons, but once the fire's lit, the, your cavalry comes. You, I almost was able to, and like I said, I'm playing on a lower difficulty, get my guys out, away from my base, um, to see if I could get to wherever the troops were generating from. I don't think they're coming from an actual building. I think it's just auto-generate, like, off the map. And uh, actually, the, the whole forward crew that I sent, that I've been doing really well, ended up all... Uh, getting killed but I had replaced them so it really wasn't that big a deal like I said I'm playing on easy just trying to get through it Um, these are are some of my least favorite these are definitely my least favorite part of any Age of Empires so Um, but that's kind of the first one in the blood campaign so the next one is into the caves and basically there are the Ottomans are in the caves you have to drive them out um and this is pretty easy you you go into the caves you have I think the falconet cannon they have some people that like they've captured and basically if you blow up the pen that they're in those people then add to your army um so th- like I said this one was easy I had basically two groups of about 20 people when I started. And you start with a decent amount of troops. And I actually split them up. And with the added in troops from freeing the captured people. I never had to combine them to win. I was able to completely wipe out the map. Um, And thus I had effectively driven the Ottomans out of the Malta caves. So then kind of in between. There's like videos in between a lot of the levels. So you learn about this library of stone, um, and the circle of um, Osis or Osis, which isn't also is not real. I looked that up. The only other reference to um, Osis, it's not a Greek or Egyptian god like I had always thought. <laughs> it's like a planet in Star Wars, um, and that's you kind of learn there that the circle is is what. Saheen so the Falcon is going against, and everyone's rushing to the Lake of the Moon, which is the site of basically the Fountain of Youth. Um, in between there, you meet the character Lizzie the Pirate, and um, you end up you end up getting pushed ashore with a hurricane. You have basically one ship that makes it to shore. Um, the galleons in this game are a pretty pretty cool. I guess I'd call them a building. Just in that you can, if you park them right next to shore, you can train people out of them. So it's not just you can transport out of them, and then they're you, they're still effective in naval battles. But you get your one ship to shore, you've got a um, cart that can turn into a town center. It was pretty much impossible to keep the town center from being within firing range of the water. Now, like I said, I'm playing on easy, so no one. No one attacks my town center. I don't know if that would change if you moved up in level. Um, so your ship is kind of on the right of your island if you're looking at it. No one really bothered me there. I just immediately almost put my dock on the left, and um, I did actually end up losing that dock to a couple of Lizzie ships. Um, eventually, I, you know, I was able to get a um, a couple. Watchtowers up, and, and then with that, I had enough cover to build my dock, get some galleons, and and defeat her ships. You have to go island hopping in this level, so it, it's nice to have the ships that can train units right there. A um, fleet of like four or five ships pretty much gets it done. You just go around and and like you know if you've played, you know your main characters are capable of picking up treasure. So it's just basically three specific treasures they have to pick up, and those are called like the pieces of the map, and um, or island or charts. So you get those, and then um, you know you've uh, you've won. Next level that you play in this, which I guess is the fourth one, is um, you're going against Sahin in the New World. And basically, the quickest way to victory in this is get your Native American allies. That's enough troops right there. And um, you can pretty much beat the Ottomans the way you have to in that level. Um, But it was definitely worth in that one, jumping out, getting with the Native Americans. Even though you're in the Caribbean, but I'm pretty sure there's a couple times where, um, you know, there are Caribbeanians, but they also get... They get allied with Incas. I didn't see anything about Incas being in the Caribbean in this time, so I don't know if that is accurate. Supposedly they took a bunch of time to make everything accurate, so I would hope that it is, but, um, you know, I had never heard of that before. So something to uh, investigate yourself if you're interested. All right, next level is you've got to... Help defend the temples of the Aztecs against the Spanish, um, which you know obviously the Spanish conquistadors did end up. Um, well, kind of the Aztecs got really sick, but they end up getting you know beaten or conquered by the Spanish. So this one, and like I said, I'm playing on easy. Um, the biggest thing I found that helped was just being really aggressive. I didn't just sit back and wait for you know the Spanish to come and attack me. There was plenty of gold. I was able to get I think two mills going, and from there, I had enough resources to really kind of put them on the run like the the main objective is to defend one temple um, and the optional objective is to keep more than one temple, so there's three. And so the optional objective is just to have two left standing. I think I only had one even get hit a little bit. Like, um, I can't remember what troop I used necessarily. I think it was a pretty decent mix. I definitely used some of the cavalry units and um, falconets to go with some infantry. And, like, <laughs> the only thing that was annoying was at one point I'm, like, destroying the, the um, Spanish base... And there were guys that, I don't know where they were generated on the map, if they even came from that base or what, but they kind of got around, and that was how my temple got hit. So I had to send some guys back. Um, So it was more just tracking them down was the hardest part, to beating them. A group of, like, 15 units was was pretty much all you needed to to defeat anything that they sent out. Um, They did send out a couple artillery units, so having the cavalry helped... And their base is kind of in, like, the top right quadrant of the map. Um, but, like, destroying that didn't necessarily stop all of them. And I forget if it was it was time, um, how long you had to defend the base. And it was basically right as I was kind of pretty sure I had totally um, eradicated them from the map. That was when the time expired. And, and so I won that way. Um, but... Yeah, my big note on that one is just, especially on the lower difficulty, just be aggressive. And, um, you know, it helps leave a few troops back. But the Aztec warriors that you get are pretty powerful. And, you know, if you kind of keep them back with the temples, you can just go and look for the, the Spanish troops with um, your Scottish troops and get rid of them that way. All right. So in the next level, um, you meet Lizzie again. A hurricane kind of shipwrecks you in Cuba, and you've got to do like, sorry, chores for her or missions for her to kind of prove your worthiness for her to give you a ride on her ship. Um, It's pretty simple. You get enough people to get it done, you get a little livestock pen right at the start. So you have to go find like a couple cows, which are on the left side of the map. If to fight off a pretty small group of pirates, Uh, I definitely have more than enough men. I want to say there's like 10 to 15 pirate units. And then you have to take a, um, I forget what tribe he's from, but a Native American boy off of Cuba to a nearby island, which I, I assume that's an island just, you know, that's part of Cuba now, as we would think about it, but, in the story, he's a friend of Lizzie, he's separated from his family, you gotta take him back in in a canoe, and you get his canoe, like, kind of down toward the bottom, you have to kind of watch, there were enemy canoes that shot at it, um, I was able to just quick, tell it to go away, and I had some, you know, artillery with range that, that shot their canoes, and so, the canoe I needed was able to survive, I don't know what would happen if that canoe got sunk. Um, I don't know if you'd have to restart. But then anyway, you can put quite a few people in a canoe, um, 10 to 15. So I put it, uh, I don't even know if I had it filled, but I had like 10 people in there. Went over to his island. You have to fight a couple guys, and then um, your Native American friend walks his family And then it says that you have to quick hightail it back to get with Lizzie before she leaves. There was no time present on the thing. So I don't know if that really matters or that's just it. So you should just hurry and and be done with it. Um, But it didn't appear that she was in any rush. Which all you do is literally just jump in the canoe and go right back over. It takes, you know, 15 seconds. Um, And then you just walk Morgan up to Lizzie and, and you've won. So the next one is um, the Spanish treasure fleet, which is in Florida. So you've got enough information at this point. Um, There was a map in the Aztec level I forgot to talk about where. You got to get to Florida. So you're there, and basically these Spanish treasure ships are not dry docked, but like tied down on little inlets. So you just build up a quick army. It's pretty easy to take the first one and then with everyone that you capture um that trickles in some gold and you have to get i think it's 6 of them they all just have like maybe a few troops and a watchtower near them so i can't remember if there was gold on the map beside the ships but like i said it's fairly easy to get the first one and with each one you get obviously you get more gold um the game always calls it trickling in or coming in so the way I did it, it was kind of a C, C shape from where I started. Um, I guess a backward C shooting out to the right of the map and then hooking around back to the left. There's an optional objective to kill Delgado. By doing it that way, though, I already had five ships and didn't even see Delgado before I got the six. And like I said, I'm just trying to get through these. I'll probably go back, try to get everything done. Um, on higher difficulties and all the optional objectives, but kind of just wanted to get through it. It's another relatively easy one. Um, Native American allies definitely help, you know, I think I started like 20 guys and ended up with almost a 50, 50 split between Knights of St. John and Native American troops. Um, and then I don't know if I needed to. I started throwing up my watchtowers near ships I had captured, like, where I didn't want to keep men. Because there were a couple times where, like, the uh, Spanish troops would kind of sneak in where I had already been and attack um, and reclaim the ship. I don't think I lost any, but, they, you know, they were trying to. So, you know, fairly simple level just because the enemy's so divided. Um you know, if you're looking to get that optional objective, start out to your left, not to your right, so that you can kind of hit. There's a decent-sized Spanish base, like, on the upper left part of the map that I didn't really get into because there's a ship right on the outside. It was the last one I needed, and then I won. Um, and then basically with the story, Elaine shows up. He's mean to the natives. He's mean to Lizzie. Um, Sahin is captured. Elaine... Once the natives and Sahin executed, and then Morgan kind of matches with or pairs with Sahin, they decide Elaine is part of the circle of Osis, and Morgan's not going to have anyone executed, and they're going to go after Elaine from here on out. Um, so, you know, like I said, the story. I guess they try to make the nice twist, but Elaine, you're just not really all that you're not close to him at all in the story anyway. And then like the animation of the characters just feels very feels very early two thousands. Um like the way Lizzie looks and is dressed and stuff, it just reeks of someone who uh like grew up on Britney Spears. All right, so the next and actually final level is You're at the Lake of the Moon, you decide you've got to destroy the fountain, and you're fighting the elite Circle of Ossus troop, the Bone Guard. Um, So there's this huge gun, pretty much right to the right of where you start. It's fairly easy to capture, you've got enough guys. And then with that, you just kind of have to decide, do I want to leave this pelting the fountain, get rid of that, or do I want to use it to kind of fight off um, the Circle of Ossus and the Bone Guard troops? I kind of use the gun to level the village to your right because you don't have any villagers. or you, you get villagers right when you get the gun. So I set up my town center to, like, right where I'd started, the left of the gun, and then I used the gun to clear the village to my right, which is part of the optional objective, which is definitely worth it because then you've got a buffer between you and the gun. Um, you do get fire ships, um, kind of like spontaneously generated it's from Lizzie and Sahin in the story, but you get those, there's a decent amount of caravels, at least in the easy, uh, difficulty, there's only a few galleons for the, um, I guess it's just the circle at that point. And then that was where that was that stupid rubber ducky looking man of war that I don't know if it's because it, I had it on easier, what, but that just floated around, looked dumb. Somehow, the first time I saw it, it had already been like two thirds of the way damaged. I did send a fire ship at it right away. I don't know if the fire ship did that much damage. I it shot at the gun a few times and then left, so I really didn't bother, you know, trying to destroy it. Um, I actually had kind of remembered this level from playing it like ten years ago. So I just got a couple galleons, put them right in front of the gun. And, you know, if I needed to, I'd take the gun off the fountain and shoot some ships. But the galleons really did a pretty good job. Um, I did get my original dock destroyed. I made that right next to the kind of the start of the level. And and it might have been there either way that's where the fire ships were generating so a caravel came down i had all my galleons out in front of the gun and the, the caravel like the third one that got down there actually destroyed my dock it was kind of a pain with the fire ships um coming out then i did get some guys all the way around and it felt like on the easy level i could have taken the base now the game says like the base is too powerful we can't take the base just focus on the fountain if you really wanted to, you probably could, at least on the lower difficulty. If you wanted to take the time to do some mortars and stuff, there's a decent amount of gold on the map. And if you start running out of resources, you just push north, and you really don't hit any resistance um, until you start to hook back around this big lake. By the time I was kind of doing that, the, the big gun had, had hit the fountain a bunch, and, and it um, it crumbled. This level, as much as it's annoying, it does look pretty cool. Like, the animation of the fountain and the water falling. um, I don't know. just kind of my opinion. The landscapes in this game look a lot better than the people. And it shows, like, the different sized cannonballs hitting it. And there's sort of, like, splash and spray and stuff. So, you know, give them credit on that. Um, Really, the only trick is, as you're expanding, you got to leave a decent force with the gun. Because they kept coming over the the Bone Guard with their, like, elite troops. Towards the end, like, once you get the Fountain under halfway, it's, I want to say I had to fight three shiploads of them, but they're pretty good Bone Guard troops. There's, like, 20 of them that get off of a boat and try to take the gun back, and the first time, um, I played this 10 years ago, I do remember they got it from me one time, and and destroyed a lot of my buildings. And um, I forget if I had to restart or if I was able to still win. But it took a lot longer. It didn't need to be that hard. You just leave, like, some decent troops. Uh, you've got, I think you've got three heroes at that point. So keep them there. Uh, a couple cav units. And some range units, definitely. Because the Bone Guard aren't ranged. They have to, like, run up to you. I'm not sure what they're supposed to be. Um, But anyway, if you do that pretty easy to defend the gun. It's not a lot of land that you're worried about. You they have to come up to this like little neck to get the gun. And then you just let the big gun pound away on the um on the fountain if you can get those fire ships protected with some galleons. And then like I said, I mean it's maybe I'll go back and see if I can actually get some mortars, some um you know, really high level infantry and cavalry and see if I can take that base, but you know, the game kind of discourages that. It wants you to destroy the fountain. And then there's like this silly little thing where, uh, you know, did Morgan drink the water from the fountain? Um, were Morgan, did Morgan and Lizzie have a kid together? And, um, you know, you hear, I guess it's Amelia Black's voice. Kind of like run you through that. Which, spoiler alert, and I haven't even played this yet, but I remember from 10 years ago, there's like an old man in a couple of the Amelia um, scenarios. And it's like hinted that that's Morgan because he's alive, you know, 500 years later because he drank the from the fountain of youth. So, you know, who knows? Like I said, it it, it gets a little silly. It gets so far away from what well, is great about the other age of Empire scenarios and stuff like that um, but like I said, I'm just gonna pound through them real quick on easy get into the historical battles get into some other gameplay um, you know you can also update your home city so you just put banners on it I don't think there's any bonus and then you've got your your card packs um, there's a bunch of walkthroughs from way better people than me online. I typically use my card packs. I get resources and military units. And that way, if like I want to advance to the next age, really easy Just send 600 units of either food or gold. And then that, I usually have enough time to build that up. Um, and then if I need to, I'll send one of the villager cards, but I try to avoid that. Just because it's fairly easy to make your villager. Villagers do cost 100 food, though, in Age of Empires III, which it's 50 in the other games. That kind of threw me for a loop the first time. Um and houses cost a hundred wood, which I think they're thirty in the other game. So they really bumped that up. Um I'd have found wood a lot of times to be my lagging resource. Only because I'm pretty set up by the time I need gold. So I, you know, I've got enough people to it. But I did the last game I played. Once I got to seven villagers on board, it was it was coming in pretty quickly. And I was only short when I wanted, I think, one more time. Um, But anyway, that's kind of the run through of the blood piece of the story mode campaign, the Morgan Black piece. Um, And so next time I sit down, I will definitely be done with ice, which is John Black. Um, So in the first episode, I thought you were kind of a main character following a Native American. You're not. It's John Black. His best friend is the is a Mohawk. Um, And then, you know, I'll get more into that next time. But with a name like John Black, I can't believe I forgot it. Um, So anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, have any suggestions, things you like, don't like things you want talked about, uh, kingdom of God on Xbox live messenger and, um, hope everyone's enjoying the game. Talk to you soon.